0: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Where you're finding WWW in your local area, whether it's in Europe, in America, all over. I'm so glad you're here. Ken H. coming to you live from Houston, Texas. What a fantastic week we had. If those are new to the program, WWW stands for What Happened This Week in the World. And what did the words say about it? Great format. Thanks again to Travel and Leisure Magazine. Big stuff happening. Let's get right to it. This week, boy, was there plenty to see, plenty to do, plenty to talk about, and all of it had two words in mind. Those two words, fight and compassion. The very events that happened throughout the world, mainly in fairness, that happened on Sunday about this. That's why the show is delayed one day. I wanted to make sure we saw all the things that I was thinking about. Not only were there things happening in Cuba, in Haiti, around the world, there were things obviously happening in the UK, things happening here. Very exciting. And so that's tonight's topics. Today's topics, this morning's topics. Thank you always for joining. Again, thanks for having the ability to listen and share. We are found on every single way to find podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, the whole gambit. There are 16 of it. Again, thanks for joining. So what are we talking about? Well, it's very clear. When you talk about passion, compassion. Those are things that was clearly evidence, okay? And when you talk about that fighting spirit, that was also in evidence. Mainly, of course, was a huge day on Sunday for sporting events. So the big sporting events, of course, Wimbledon had its men's finals and then once again a masterful event. So very exciting. The Serbian Dvorak completed his sixth Wimbledon victory, tying him with Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal at 20 Grand Slam title, total titles to his name. Only three have that many of those three now in the giant world of tennis. He beat the Italian Matteo Berrettini, and it was a fantastic match. If you saw it, you saw the compassion of the crowd, the passion of the, of the audience, and then, of course, the fight, clearly, in the, in the people that were involved. There was so much happening. There was crowd noise for, for Mateo, of course, the young man trying to get higher. Then there was the fight and the excitement for uh, Dvorak to finish strong and win that sixth Wimbledon title. It was exciting and it was fun and there was plenty of fight in both of those players both would agree at the end of the match of course it was not easy it was not something that they walked through simple to handle simple to achieve it was a battle back and forth and yet it was fantastic then you had the uefa cup finals where england there at wembley stadium had 64,000 screaming fans play italy and what it equally was a fantastic match. Once again, both sides fighting for that title, fighting for that UEFA, uh, UEFA championship cup. It went down to the wire, 1-1. Then it went into a, 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 an overtime, two times 15 minutes. That didn't solve the problem, and therefore then the penalty kicks, which if you're a football, soccer fan, that's the ex- most exciting way to finish A match ever that is just one-on-one up until then it's a group activity but it's one-on-one the goalie versus the the shooter it was exciting Italy won that match so there was plenty of compassion and passion in that 64,000 plus those around those in Italy those all over the world I was watching it here in Houston with some Dutch friends we were screaming and yelling it was a lot of fun there was some excitement happening. Then, of course, if you're a baseball fan, there was plenty of passion and compassion in the New York Yankees coming into town and taking on the Houston Astros. And those three games were exciting. Friday night, I happened to be there and watch that game. Unfortunately, the Astros lost that Friday night game. They also lost the Saturday night game. And plenty of passion and rivalry. Those two teams are not friends. Those two teams, in fact, Garrett Cole on Saturday night pitched for the New York Yankees. And he used to be an Astro. So a lot of tension, a lot of compassion and passion and fight in both of those. And then it finished up on Sunday. The Astros hoping to get one game of the three. And by golly, all the way is, again, like the soccer shootout of a football match. The baseball, if you get down to the ninth inning, bases loaded, people on base, tie score. It is exciting and sure enough, the Astros were losing seven to four. Jose Altuve got up our little small midget man, but boy, does he know how to play the game and he hit the ball over the fence, scoring all three of those runs and tying with his own rock across the plate eight to seven. It was scream fest. It was exciting and again very very passionate. Compassion and the fight in those two teams added again. There was some drama in Haiti as the Haitian president was assassinated last week. That of course talks about an entirely different kind of passion and the passion to change, the passion to do harm, the Haitian government, of course, has reached out to the Biden administration and asked for help, and Biden is, a, is sending a team down to try to get into that civil war and figure out how we can help, if at all. But there's certainly compassion and passion going on down there. Then you go to the other side, and you've got the fight and the passion going on in Cuba. As that country's people are had enough, and they've got enough of the, the communist rule, just 90 miles south of Key West in Florida. So you've got this passion of the people, the fighting spirit to change the way the government is running, changing the way you're living your life, changing the way it's happening. Those things are undeniable. Those passions are undeniable. And sure enough, that's exciting to watch. It's exciting to see. We have the front row seat every single day, all the time. And how in the world people are expressing themselves, whether it's on a, 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 a field of sports or it's in the field of the streets or it's in the, the, the terrible place to do harm to another person. Then we have the Olympics, of course. Just two weeks away, on the 23rd, the Olympics will be held in Tokyo, Japan. And those countries, again, are gonna go in a sporting event, but there is plenty of passion in the Olympics. And again, I've had the pleasure of being there at an Olympics game, and those are undeniable passions and fighting spirit, of course. Those athletes didn't train every day, go every way, practice, 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 all these hours to go and just show up. They wanna win. They wanna win strong. They wanna win the gold. They wanna show the world that their country has got a gold medal. And so it's exciting across the board, compassion, passion, and fighting spirit. Those things are clearly a part of our lives. Now, again, you're hearing a lot of sports references, but I wanna make sure we're clear those feelings, those passions that you're experiencing are clearly things you deal with every day. Maybe you have passion for work. Maybe you have passion for your family, your children, your kids. You all know about my passion for my horse. There is no doubt a passion that you have, and if you have it, you can appreciate it, and you know what I'm speaking about, and so how do we deal with it? Is there a good way to a bad way? Is it always, if I say the word fight, does that mean it's negative? Is fighting always negative? Does fight have to be negative? When you talk about a spiritual fight, a, a, a physical fight, an emotional fight, A fight on the field, a pitch or the field, a a spirit of of feistiness. Is that negative? Is it bad? How do we determine how we can kind of use that energy, use that feeling, use those emotions in a positive way or in an encouraging way to others, to yourself, to the mirror, to your God, to whoever, you wanna always, of course, be encouraging. You wanna always have that spirit going in the right direction. That's the topics for this week because it was undeniably in our faces, the passion and compassion, and of course the fighting spirit is very fun for me. I'm glad you're here. Thank you so very much for joining us. We always have a fun 25 minutes. I'm enjoying reading your notes that you're sending to me and they are enjoyable. And again, thank you so much for your time. Let's take a quick break. Would you like to save 58%? Would you like to read 12 unbelievable issues, that's one a month for an entire year for the small price of $29.99? If any of those numbers sound attractive to you, if any of that sounds fun, now's the time. Travel and Leisure Magazine, proud sponsor of How do I get there? www.travelandleisure.com backslash order today or reach out. There's People, ready for you, 866-737-8037. Woo, we're here. Let's turn the page. Let's turn the page and use those words. Let's turn the page and get into it because as you and I both know, It's exciting to talk about the things we really deal with every day and the things we're watching and the things we're appropriate and the things we're around and we're a part of and things, all that stuff is important. How do we deal with it? Does the word give us any assistance in these matters? Does the word give us any kind of direction? Does the word give us any help or hopes to get it right? And you know my answer as always yes 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 so i love the analytics you guys know that i love those analytics so let's discuss it if we were to talk about compassion or passion passionate compassionate that word is in the word 116 times i counted and so you are able to find that word in some form or fashion what does it mean well the word itself of course suffering with another. If I'm going to have compassion for something, for someone, I need to suffer with them. Spiritually, physically, emotionally, whatever that is, we're going to be with them in those feelings. We're going to have those feelings, understand those feelings, share those feelings, get those feelings. And sure enough, we we had those 116 times, both Old and New Testaments. The compassion is talked, of course, about with God. God of course has a compassion, there's no doubt about it. From the old to every morning he has a, has a passion for you. There's a great passion and compassion that he has. There's a kindled passion that he has. So those are certainly an, an, an emotion that he is familiar with. God is aware of that. How does he express it? Well, he expresses it fully. He expresses its sovereignty. He has a sovereignty about him, of course. He has an unfailingness about him. And my favorite, he has a willingness. No doubt in Luke tells us he has a willingness to be compassionate. Not surprising, Dr. Luke would tell us the willingness part. From one medical mind to a god, There is compassion in that medicine. There is compassion when you have those understandings. Obviously, Christ has compassion, and there's no doubt that we know Christ has a compassion towards us. He died for us. You cannot go through that and not claim there's compassion there, the suffering of another. He took those sins on our shoulders for that reason, so we'll spend eternity with our Father, so that compassion is clearly evident. But there's examples, of course, how he expressed, he was tired, I mean, he was very human. That was the best part about those stories is that he had a weariness. Sometimes he was tired, we all get tired. Does that change then our responsibility? Does that change because we get tired? Do we not get to, you know, enough kids, enough everybody, just give me my five minutes, leave me alone, I I gotta rest a bit. Well, of course, everybody gets tired. Even the example of Christ shows a weariness to it. Was he tempted? We all know that he was. Certainly we are tempted every day. We have a temptation that comes our way. Does that change our compassion? Do we then have to throw that out just because we're tempted? No. We don't get to. He didn't get to. There's a helplessness to this compassion. Sometimes I feel helpless. Somebody I know and I love and I care about is suffering. A dear friend of mine today told me his grandfather tripped, broke his hip. Three days later, He's now passed away at the age of 89. There's an empathy there. There's a compassion for my poor friend's situation. He said, I apologize, Ken, i been dealing with the passing of my grandfather. Wow, I mean, gosh, there's a power there that you wanna say, I, I feel very sympathetic, empathetic. I have compassion for my dear friend, but I'm also powerless, helpless, in what I could do for him during this sorrow times. There's no ignorance, we can't claim ignorance, Christ was not able and nor was he gonna give that to us. So he gives a clear example, you're not gonna be ignorant, you need to know you are to be willing to suffer with others. Do not continue to claim that's not my fault, you know, I don't know what they're doing, I didn't do it, that's not me, don't do it. So you can't have that ignorance. There's a sorrowfulness, there's a multitude of it. So there are so many examples of that compassion David of course had example God towards Israel had compassion obviously there was there and then that first one I mentioned Christ towards the sinners an unbelievable compassion towards us in taking our burden on the cross that's a big part of it as Christians we have a compassionate spirit we have obviously a duty as well we are commanded in the word to have a spirit of compassion three different times. We are to express to others a spirit of compassion, understanding, a spirit of sorrowfulness, a spirit of I don't want you to be hurting. I want you to know I'm here for you. I want to be available to your, to your pains, your ideologies, your sufferings. I don't want you to go it alone those things are our responsibilities and we need to express those compassions to others there are plenty ways Luke of course gives us to illustrate those compassions towards another you don't necessarily have to go to the cross for your friend but you certainly have to know and let them know that they are so important you'll do whatever is in your power to help them and this spirit of unity this unifying spirit Philippians of course talks about it how we can be unified a spirit of unity comes in place when we are together if uh, chapter 2 Philippians chapter 2 1 and 2 if therefore is any encouragement in Christ if there is any consolation of love if there's any fellowship in the spirit if any affection and compassion word of the day Make my joy complete by being the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose, encouraging and making people feel special. 116 times that word compassionate comes into play. So many examples, so many eyes, so many ways to show compassion to others. I'm sure you'll send notes. I'm grateful to again those faithful. Send me your examples of a compassionate moment you had this week and how you were able to display your compassion towards one another. What a fantastic moment. That fighting spirit, right? On the pitch and on the football field and on the baseball field and on the tennis court and in Columbia. Uh, Cuba, excuse me. They are fighting for freedom. They are fighting to have that victory. The Olympics around the corner, they are fighting to have that. The word fight shows up 106 times in the word. 106 times there shows some evidence to fighting, a conflict, if you will, whether it's a conflict figuratively, a conflict with determination, a conflict with opposition. The Christian life has a, has a conflict, a spiritual conflict. And of course, there's the spiritual conflict that we have daily. The word says in 1 Timothy 6, verse 12, fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. That's what you're called for. We are to fight for God, fight for our fellow man, fight for our family. There's no doubt, drop everything and pull the arms out and fight if there was necessary. Nobody's gonna walk into your home and try to cause your family harm without you fighting. Nobody's gonna try to get to my horse midnight and cause him harm without me fighting. So we understand that absolute conflict of protection, that desire to protect those we love. Do you protect your faith? Do you protect your spirit? Do you protect those values and the beliefs that you have, that you've been taught, that you've been raised with, that you're trying to shine and live with every day? Do those desires come out in that passionate fight? to show God you are grateful for the sacrifice. You are willing to fight for what you believe in and what you believe in is to do right, to be good, to be honest, to be faithful, to thank Him every day for all the things that He's done for you. Those things are our responsibility. The Word says we are tasked to show the good fight, to show a determined spirit, to make sure the opposition knows that is not the way we're going to live. You are not going to go there. You're not going to show off in a different fashion or a different direction and have those things. So we need to always make sure we are ready for the fight. When it comes to, you know, David and we talk about this, the armor, the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, those things are ours to use. When was the last time you pulled out your Bible, really and truly? When was the last time you looked up a scripture? When was the last time you knelt by the bed and prayed? Are you fighting daily for those moments with your Father, with your God? Are you fighting for those moments to have that intimacy, that relationship that you know down deep in your heart will make life better no matter what your struggles, no matter what you're doing? It is my desire every single week to come together and share things that are happening real life, real time, really in our world. And understand there's not any of them that don't have an answer from the Word, that we don't have an answer to be able to find the answer come back to us in the Word. That's the hope of this podcast. That's the hope of our sharing time together. And I'm grateful for you jumping on. I'm grateful you to spend in those fantastic 25 minutes. And I hope it's inspiring to you. I hope it gives you some sort of food for thought. Perhaps you take it after we finish our 25 minutes together and you run through it. Perhaps you go kneel down by the bed and say thanks for that minute with you. Perhaps you do crack open that Bible and say, wow, friend, Sorry, it's taken me so long to get back to you. Maybe you've got the Bible, of course, on the phone, and you pop open instead of a Facebook or an Instagram or a Snapchat, you grab the, the Bible app on your phone and look up your favorite scriptures. 1 Timothy 6.12 tonight we did. First uh, Philippians 2. One and two were the scriptures we use today. Those are some you could look up and start there and remind yourself of those compassions that you have. And again, are you compassionate about anything, about anyone, about anything that's happening in your life? Are you able to show a little bit of fight to make sure everything and everybody in your world knows you're going to help them if you can. It's all that we can do. We're in this together. We're in it always together, but we're not alone. One of the greatest things in my counseling times, I've always reminded people, and that's their number one problem is they feel their problem is so unique to themselves and only themselves, and they're alone in the battle. They're alone in the struggle. They're alone in the fight. That is farthest from the truth we are not alone. You are not alone. And I'm grateful you've taken the time with me. We always are right on time. We're always going to spend just 25 minutes together. And I'm grateful because remember, we're all in this together. We're all under one sky. We're all under one umbrella and we're all going to make it together because that's the way the game is. And I'm here for you. Have a great rest of your week.